Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Okay, we've had a few days. Welcome back. Hope you had a good weekend. We had a few days to recover, right, from Trump indictment number three. But hold on there, sports fans, because Trump indictment number four should be coming out in the next couple of weeks down in Georgia because he said, go find me 10,000 votes. And to a uh, liberal, uh, Trump, anti-Trump fanatic, somebody with Trump derangement syndrome on the left, which is where the majority of it exists. But there's plenty, in my humble opinion, on the right. Uh, th- to them, that's go manufacture 10,000 votes so I can steal the election. Which, by the way, the funny thing about all this, and by the, my voice is going to be kind of shot today, because I've got uh, my classes start a week from tomorrow. I have uh, four four and four so i have four in one part of town i have four in another part of town i have four online at 212 students currently uh the prayer was for 220 we had about 163 last year so god is uh, continuing to bless noble you so if you have uh sons and daughters grandsons and granddaughters eighth to twelfth grade it's not too late to jump in or you can audit the class you don't have to do any homework no assignments uh just get some good uh honest truthful Teaching through a biblical lens, uh, we all need that. So whether it's U.S. history or world history or civics, those are all two semesters, or Christian ethics, uh, that's the deal. So if you go to nobleuschool.com, you can check that out. Or if you want to just jump into uh, direct access to information, I can send you a couple of the classes I taught in the spring if you want to check that out. Uh, Just get your phone and just text the word TRUTH to 66866. Nice and easy. Text the word TRUTH to 66866 and uh, we'll get your email and get you some information that way that uh, that came in handy last week when I was on our friend Steve Dace's show because my website crashed uh, because so many people jumped on there while I was on Steve's show because he's got a pretty big platform Uh, but fortunately we were able to collect all of those uh, text messages because I said that on Steve's show text truth just the word truth to 66866 and got like 450 people interested in the classes and finding more information which is great so that's going on next week. So I'm all stressed out and that's just life. Right. And so on Friday, I wanted to uh, get your opinion to yet another Trump indictment. Unfortunately, we had a phone problem, but it looks like the phones are up and running. So my question for you simply is uh, uh, more or less uh, at this point after indictment number three and where what's going on in the election, the primary, the Republican primary, who knows what's going to be happening with Joe Biden. But with respect to former President Donald Trump, do you want more? Are you are you are this, this just cementing you even further that you'll you'll charge Hades with a bucket of water uh, for Donald Trump because it's just getting worse and worse as the persecution of this man continues? Uh, and I think it's pretty much all bogus. And again, we'll talk to Katie Sullivan in the final segment of the show today, a former acting assistant attorney general in the Trump administration, uh, excellent lawyer, former uh, trial judge out of Colorado. And so we'll be talking to her. Also, a big thing, a story came out today about Judge Eileen Cannon of the Southern District of Florida. That's the only place where Trump's going to get 
some decent jurisprudence going on. He's not going to get it in New York with Bragg. He's not going to get it in D.C. through Special Counsel Jack Smith. He's not going to get it in Atlanta, uh, but he will get it down there in the Southern District of Florida. So we'll talk to Katie in the last segment of the show. But I, I want to talk to you between now and then. And so with Trump, I, I, maybe your Trump f- fatigue has gone up a few notches. And you're like, enough already. Please just hang out at Mar-a-Lago, play golf, do whatever. Just enough. And, may, and maybe you're just done. Or maybe you're like, uh, you're not paying any attention to it. And and that's that's understandable at this point. It's uh, August 7th, 2023. The first Fox debate coming up at the end of the month. And Trump has not indicated that he's going to be a part of that. We'll see what happens there. But with the third indictment, uh, which is really, really bogus on the January 6th stuff and the, and the validity of that case and the things that Jack Smith are trying to. It's, it's spaghetti sales, really. He's throwing everything at the wall to see what sticks. But in Washington, D.C., where it's about 95 percent deep blue, it, uh, the validity of his points don't really matter. What matters is the jury. And in Washington, D.C., Donald Trump's going to be hung out to dry by whatever jury they pick. So wh- where are you at on this? Are you just kind of done with Trump? Are you doubling down with Trump? Or are you just uh, waiting? That, that's my question. 866-348-7884. Have no interest in debating with you today or getting into it with you. I'm just curious how this these indictments are affecting you the way Trump continues to communicate, although not as much as we're used to. Uh, but he's come out swinging a lot in the last few weeks against uh, DeSantis and, uh, and, of course, the cases against him, which I can completely understand. But, but where are you at on Trump at this point? Are you just kind of over him? Or are you doubling down because they continue to persecute uh, the former president and that's just got your back up and your resolve up and you're uh, becoming every time they indict him, uh, your support of Donald Trump gets a little stronger. That That's my that's my curiosity. Just kind of wondering how this is affecting you because because Trump fatigue is real. Uh, is it measurable and not easily? And the polling, of course, shows Trump just rocking and rolling across the country. But you don't win a primary by by polling, you want a primary state to state to state. And then ultimately with a general election, you don't win a general election by polls. You win a general election by the electoral college, state by state by state. The polls give you a little bit of an indication, some clouds on the horizon. Doesn't necessarily tell you what's going to happen this evening with the weather, uh, but, but some general indication depending on the validity of the polls. But I, with all the news uh, you know, it's kind of Trump all the time, which I know CNN and others are excited about because that's the only way they get any ratings whatsoever is when they have Trump to go after. So I know what they think. But what do you think? Just curious uh, if this is affecting your position on Trump, positive, negative, or maybe you're just neutral and say, hey, I'm going to wait, Steve, and see how it all plays out. would love to hear from you uh, for the remainder of these next couple of segments until we talk to Katie Sullivan in the final segment, again, Katie was former acting assistant attorney general in the Trump administration. Um, that's when Bill Barr was the AG and a former tr- uh, state trial court judge. So she's got uh, plenty of experience and, and plenty of expertise, especially with this story that came out today out of South Florida. The only judge that Trump's going to get out of these three soon to be four indictments that's going to uh do some decent jurisprudence. So watch Florida, but the other the other two, soon to be three, if you add Atlanta, it's going to be just a mess. The persecution continues. How's it affecting you? 
and your thoughts on Trump. 866-34-TRUTH is the number. 866-348-7884. Please call and share. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. On Friday, you heard uh, me talking about uh, the implications of the most recent Trump indictment. Uh, three down, probably one more to go out of Atlanta. And so, but I, I really wanted to open up the phones to you on Friday, but we had some technical issues today. We have the phones open. So how is this affecting you as a, as if you're a, a really strong Trump supporter? Is this just increasing the strength of your support or is it starting to chip away at it? Uh, maybe you're on the opposite end and you're like, oh, it's just one more thing. Please go away. I don't care what happens to the country or whatever your reasoning is. But I just don't, I'm just done with Trump. I just need a break. Uh, or maybe you're just like, hey, th- this is nor- this is normal now. This is uh, to be expected. And we'll see what happens. It's not really affecting me strongly one way or the other. I'm just going to uh, pay attention and pray for all these folks. And we'll see what happens. We'll see uh, what God's providence does with this big crazy situation we're in as a nation 866-348-7884 is the number 866-348-7884 just want to see what you're thinking uh this isn't a debate we're not going to go back and forth i'm not going to give you a hard time i really don't do that anyway on this show there's plenty of that out there and i'm not interested i used to be more like that i'm not anymore that's boring to me i'd rather just hear what you're thinking come let us reason one to another 866-348-7884 7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. Is this having uh, any kind of effect on your support or lack thereof for our former president, Donald Trump? Let's go to Margaret. It's calling in from North Carolina. Margaret, thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Go right ahead. Hello. Hello, Um, you're on. Uh, I heard many godly pastors and radio personnel pray when Donald Trump was president that God would bring arrogant people, down, arrogant leaders, down to their knees because of their wrong attitudes and that God would move in their lives. And I feel with all my heart that this is a result of God hearing and answering those prayers and um, that our nation is in a very perilous time and that God is our only source of help, and that people need to pray fervently for everything that's going on in America, because God is the only one that can do anything about it. Yeah, and that's I think that's a great point, Margaret, and I'm so glad you called in to share that, a little exhortation for all of us. My friend, another broadcaster, Steve Dace on another network, uh, likes to say it's revival or bust. And this is and this is behind all the politics, behind all the media, behind all the personalities, whether it's Trump or somebody else. It, it's spiritual. This is a spiritual battle. Uh, Trump is one part is one player in the whole thing. But this really is spiritual. And the way we fight spiritual battles is with prayer. I think most of the time we, we look at that as a, as a oh, yeah, we got to do that, Margaret. Oh, yeah, sure. Of course, we need to pray. But it sure seems like the only thing that we really can do in this case is to pray for all of this stuff. Yes. Amen, brother. Have you, Margaret, have you ever seen a season like this in American history in your life? No, and I'm in my 70s. 
Yeah, it's so it's it's so bizarre. Hard to uh, kind of fit it in with anything else. Margaret, thanks so much for calling and thanks for listening. God bless you. I appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. Amen. Have a great afternoon. That was Margaret uh, here in North Carolina. I'd love to hear what you think. And Margaret saying, hey, man, this this is prayer. <laughs> this is because most of us are you're frustrated. You're pulling your hair out. You're angry, whatever the case may be. And uh, there's all kinds of things that we want to do and things we want to say. But what about prayer? And then and then how? How would you pray? I, I just when it comes to this particular subject, I just pray for truth and justice to be found and for the Lord to expose all of the evil that's going on. And this is ultimately spiritual. Donald Trump is just a uh, the, the part of the physical manifestation of what we see going on in the spiritual war over over truth, over justice, over power. And of course, I'm not and I'm not lifting up Donald Trump as a captain evangelical. OK, uh, but he does stand uh, on a lot of things that evangelical biblical voters like and can back up biblically. And, and there's just this crazy level of hatred uh, which has got to be tied to the demonic. It just does because he's a threat to the system and Satan and the demonic forces like the system. They like control. They like power and they like to keep the truth down and they like to keep God's people down and whoever that shows up through, whether it's Donald Trump or somebody else, me or you, whatever, uh, we're all in that. We're all in that battle. But what's it doing to your maybe like Margaret? It's like, hey, man, I, I feel more inclined to pray now than I have in the last several years. Or maybe you're sick and tired of it. You just want kind of Donald Trump and all that stuff to go away. Or maybe this is just increasing your support of our former president. I'm curious to see what you think. 866-348-7884. would love to hear from you. And just share so that we all, this is part of the Old Testament, come let us reason one to another. That's why it's important when I do open up the phones that we chime in. You chime in. Don't, I mean, I know people are like, I hate public speaking. This isn't public speaking. This is just you talking to me and we're sharing. That's all it is. Okay. The fact that there's other people listening on radio or podcast or whatever, who cares? It doesn't, God's always listening. Right. And you probably don't freak out about that. So don't worry about it. Just call in and share the impact. This is indictment. Number three is having on you with respect to Donald Trump. And maybe it's pushing you away from him. Maybe it's drawing you closer to him. Or maybe you're just like, Hey man, there's nothing we can do about it. Let's just pray. Um, like our last caller was talking about 866 866- Three four eight seven eight eight four is the phone number. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four or eight six six thirty four. Truth again. Uh, if you listened on Friday, I mean, I, I kind of have a ongoing uh, low grade fever when it comes to various aspects of Donald Trump. But I'm not. Uh, some people have accused me of. You know, what are you a shill for Ron DeSantis? Uh, no. I've never met the man. Maybe one of these days I'll interview him. I know some people around him. We'll see what happens. But no, I what you know what I want to do in November next year? You you know what my my big thing is? I want to win. <laughs> I want to win. I want to kick Biden at all out of there. I want to get somebody in the White House that's going to be able to start to dismantle the FBI and the Department of Justice. We'll talk to Katie Sullivan in the last segment today. She's former acting assistant attorney general in the Trump administration and also served as a, a state trial court judge, very capable, shrewd uh, attorney to help us understand, does any of this stuff have any, uh, any legs? And with the story of Judge Eileen Cannon in the Southern District of Florida, that's the only judge he's got going at this point, Donald Trump, that is going to be uh, 
decent jurisprudence and probably excellent because she's outside of the swamp. The D.C. one, forget it. She's an Obama appointee, hates Trump's been putting uh, January 6 people behind bars like crazy. And then, of course, uh, Alvin Bragg in New York City, who's uh, obviously has an agenda as well. And it's not truth and justice. (laughs) So you got all that mess going on. And that frustrates me. And the way Donald Trump uh, uh, continues to cooperate, how he attacks uh, other Republicans. Listen, I understand the beef between him and Pence. I think he's ridiculous and petty when it comes to DeSantis. And that stuff bugs me. But but if he wins the nomination and I'm picking between a second term of Donald Trump and Biden or whoever they slip in there, could be Gavin Newsom, could be Michelle Obama. Everything's possible at this point. This is just wild. Uh, then I'm going to vote for the, the Republican. I'm going to vote for Trump in that case. 866-34-TRUTH. What do you think? 866 866- Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show. A happy, cheery song. But is that how you're feeling about uh, Donald Trump these days? Again, asking, uh, how's all this affecting you and your perspective of former President Donald Trump? 866-348-7884. Just curious. That's why I open the phones up, because I really am interested in what you think and how the news is affecting your position. I'm happy to come in here five days a week and pontificate and have guests on like I'm going to have in the final segment. Katie Sullivan, who uh, served in the Trump administration, former acting assistant attorney general, and she was there in the DOJ during the Trump administration. So we're going to talk to Katie about just the kind of the what do these cases have any legal legs or is it just the fixes in all over the place, especially in New York with Bragg? I don't think it's going anywhere. And then uh, D.C. is troublesome. That's going to be a big problem. That's the January 6th stuff. And then Florida, where Jack Smith, the special counsel, is getting spanked pretty good today by the judge down there in the Southern District of Florida, Judge Eileen Cannon, which we're going to talk to Katie about. And so we'll see. But I'm curious how all this is affecting your thinking, your position on Donald Trump for, against, getting better, getting stronger, getting weaker, getting tired. What's the deal? Uh, is this impacting you at all? Or are you just kind of blowing it all off and talk to you in January when things really get interesting? 866-348-7884 is the number. 866-348-7884 or 866-34-TRUTH. I am going to uh, read a little bit through this article. This is a Fox News article that came out today that we're going to talk to Katie Sullivan about. With respect to uh, Trump's case down in Florida, that's the Mar-a-Lago one with the classified documents and that big mess, Okay. But your thoughts on uh, Trump with respect to everything that's been going on, is it having much of an effect on you at all, uh, positive or negative? Just curious, because uh, I'm certainly not the only one listening today with an opinion. Let's go to Dale who's calling in from North Carolina. Dale, thanks for calling. Go right ahead. Uh, you, uh, you're looking for somebody to comment on Trump? Sure, um, just I'm with the indictments age. and how it's uh, affecting your perspective on him and his candidacy. Well, I'm, I'm about the same age as you. And I've not been in politics a lot, but in my life, I would assume uh, Reagan was one of the better presidents, but things didn't seem bad under Clinton or the Bushes. But I will say I think President Trump's probably been the best president in my lifetime. Yeah. But I do not want him running for office. And, and, and why I, is that for you? Because I can't stand away yet. I think he's bad for 
the country. I think he's bad for the way he he acts around people. Um, he's a great businessman, and he did the greatest thing for the company run, or the country running things the way he did. But with the people in the swamp, you can't do that. That's just not how life's going to be, and they're too busy trying to make our lives miserable. I made more money in a 401K and in my retirement over the, the four years of Trump than I yeah. have in a lot of years. Yeah, and that's and that's the interesting thing about it, Dale, is that uh, you know most of us would testify to that. I remember that. I remember watching those numbers go up. And especially the first three years, the fourth year of his administration with COVID was kind of a mess. But those first three years, oh, my goodness, that that was amazing. And then the question and then isn't it interesting that we get to the point where you and I are going to agree that he did a lot of amazing things as a president. But because of his behavior, the way he handles things, the way he communicates uh, that that we're willing to say, yeah, maybe I don't want a shot at that again. I'm just so sick of the other stuff with Trump. It's an interesting quandary to be in, I think. But it's but it's, but I'm with you. I mean, Reagan was amazing, but the results of Trump's first three years were undeniable. Uh, but it's it is yeah. the the Trump fatigue thing is real, and I think it's a real challenge. I don't think he's going to be affected by it, but I think a lot of voters certainly can be, and that'll be an issue. Dale, thanks so much for calling and, and listening. I appreciate it. Let's jump into uh, oh, Kathy's on the on the line. Kathy's calling in here in North Carolina. Kathy, thanks for calling. Go right ahead. Hey, Steve, thanks for taking my call. I enjoy your program. Thank, Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much for being there and speaking the truth. You're welcome. I, um, I've i reached the point where I liked what you said about having a about some of the things that Trump has. That describes me entirely. But some time ago, I had to realize that we. I think we have got to stop looking for a person hmm. to save America. I think we've got to look to God. Like your other caller said, Mm -hmm. um, prayer is something that we can actively be doing to help affect a change. Um, Appealing to heaven is the way perhaps forward. And not to be too cliche, but when we fight, we've got to fight on our knees. Uh, Christians in general have been passive for far too long, and I think that's allowed some of the compliance erosion for lack of a better word that's allowed us to stray far from the mark i think you're right this is a spiritual battle and i don't know what god's plans are and how he's going to use donald trump or whether he's going to use donald trump yeah to save america i don't know what he's doing but i know what god has done in the past and so we've got to stand firm on our christian values and ethics and I've been praying for God to put godly people in all levels of government, not mm-hmm. just the presidential um, position. Yeah. Because I think whoever ends up in that office has a huge human battle to fight that they cannot hope to win without being yeah. wearing the armor of God. Yeah, and that's a, that's a huge point, especially going into D.C. and in the condition it is right now. Kathy, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Take care. You're welcome. You too. And that's, I was thinking about this earlier today, and then I'll I'll share a little bit about this article, and then we'll talk to Katie Sullivan in the fourth segment, former acting assistant attorney general uh, during the Trump administration, by the way, just talking, get her perspective as a a legal expert on uh, do do, do these cases have any legal legs or is it all just a a farce? But anyway, I was thinking uh, earlier this morning and a little bit yesterday over the weekend about, uh, let's say Trump wins. 
is Trump going to be able to uh, effectively, is he going to be able to pick a better cabinet this time? Because I think he had some cabinet issues. Is he going to be able to get in there and will his disdain and his disgust, will he spend four years trying to settle the score or will he spend four years legitimately setting aside his own uh, pain and what they put him through and to to de- he must decrease the state of the nation must increase and will he be able to go in there and strategically and surgically dismantle uh the FBI the Department of Justice fire Christopher Ray just clean house all over the place would he get any cooperation now there's a lot he can do cuz that's all in the executive branch he doesn't need to send uh the people in congress a little a post a, a little note with check yes for check here for yes and here for no. He doesn't need that. But will he be able to go in there and and remove his own personal disdain and everything he's been through to just do what needs to be done? Or is he going to spend four years just in total attack mode? Because Donald Trump has a history of just being, uh, he's going to settle the score. You cross him, just ask Ron DeSantis. You, from his perspective, you cross him and and he's going to go all in. And and I, I'm a little uncomfortable because I think that would be a significant part of his motivation if he's in is to go settle a bunch of scores. And that's not uh, that's not the president's place to do it. He's got to get in there and fix as much of the swamp as he can so this doesn't happen again. And, and can you trust him to do that? Or is he just going to go in there and it's just going to be scorched earth? General Lee uh, shooting down from Chattanooga down to Atlanta and then over to Charleston and just destroying everything in his path. And I think that's a, a legitimate concern that I have. All right, we're going to talk to Katie Sullivan in the final segment. This is the story today out of Fox News. Federal judge comes out swinging against Department of Justice special counsel as Jack Smith and Trump classified docs cases, the Mar-a-Lago thing. The federal judge overseeing the classified documents case against former Trump delivered multiple blows to special counsel Jack Smith. Judge Eileen Cannon of the Southern District of Florida denied the Department of Justice's request for sealed filing, striking two from the record. Cannon also requested additional information from prosecutors about the continued use of an out-of-state grand jury to investigate the case. Uh, yeah, that's an issue. It's Florida. Quote, the special counsel states in conclusory terms that the supplement should be sealed from public view, quote, to comport with grand jury secrecy. But the motion for leave and the supplemental plainly failed to satisfy the burden of establishing a sufficient legal or factual basis to warrant sealing the motion and supplement, Cannon wrote in the brief. Uh, denying the DOJ's request. Quote, among other topics as raised in the motion, the response shall address the legal propriety of using an out-of-state, out-of-district grand jury proceeding to continue to investigate and or to seek post-indictment hearings on matters pertinent to the instant indicted matter in this district. Like Jack Smith's playing around outside of the Florida district where this case is. So we'll talk to uh, Katie Sullivan about this in the final segment. And just in general, uh, because, you know, I, I read some things like this. I understand a bit, but you really need uh, a legal expert. And Katie Sullivan served. She was a former acting assistant attorney general during the Trump administration. Uh, so she's been there, done that. She was a former state trial jury uh, and trial court judge. And so she knows what she's talking about. And she's been fascinated today by uh, Judge Cannon's edict out of Southern, the Southern District of Florida, which is the only place I think Trump can get a fair trial. This is a mess, and to both of our previous callers, boy, we need to be praying for truth and for justice and for God's will. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. We'll be right back with Katie Sullivan.
Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show, Indictment 1, Indictment 2, Indictment 3, probably Indictment 4 coming in the next couple of weeks out of Georgia. Uh, is it just uh, Frankenstein got to hunt the monster down and kill him no matter what it takes? Is it Trump derangement syndrome? Is it just uh, these people are absolutely given over by their hatred of Trump and just can't control themselves? Is it is it a is a is it a is a giant political scheme to make sure he wins the primary, but then is so damaged or maybe wearing an orange jumpsuit that he can't win the general? What what's going on here? Setting all of that aside, uh, what what are the actual legal legs under this, if there are any? And when you have one judge like the judge down in the Southern District of Florida that I think we're going to get some good jurisprudence out of, is that going to be enough? And so I mentioned this before. Katie Sullivan was a former acting assistant attorney general in the Trump administration and the Department of Justice and a former state trial court judge. So she's been down this road, knows what she's talking about. And uh, Katie, really appreciate you calling in today. How are you? Great, Steve. How are you? Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling in. I'm doing well. And so we can either start by this fascinating move down by Judge uh, Cannon in the Southern District of Florida, which I know you mentioned you've been looking at today, or just in general, does this have any legal legs? Whichever you prefer to start with, we'll go there. Sure. So um, I think what Judge Cannon did today is something that has been a concern, and that is that the district is so the D.C. grand jury is being used to do some investigation that has ultimately led in some of the indictments against President Trump in Florida. And you say, okay, what's the problem with that? The problem is, pursuant to probably the Constitution, but certainly the Department of Justice manual, uh, Section 9-11-121, there's venue limitations to a grand jury. So in order to, if you call a grand jury, it has to be in the district to consider charges against the defendant. It has to be in the district where the crime occurred. So it appears as if a Miami grand jury did consider the original charges in the document case in Miami against President Trump. But the recent amendment um, or the amended complaint or indictment, those four new charges in that document case seem to have come out of the D.C. grand jury not a Miami grand jury. And the judge is rightfully asking how that can be. So, yeah. Well, obviously, a D.C. grand jury, I mean, it sounds like a bad joke. A D.C. grand jury and a Miami grand jury walk into a bar. I mean, (laughs) these are going to be two very different groups of people uh, down in in this southern district of Florida, much more pro-Trump. And up in D.C., almost exclusively anti-Trump. So it looks pretty obvious what Jack Smith's doing here is he's playing the cards that he's dealing himself. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, even considered legally that, that what he's doing, to, like to your point, uh, is constitutional. But it seems like that's what he's doing. He's doing whatever he can to forward the case. Yeah, I, I think I think that his um, I think Jack Smith seems to have a history of. Uh, aggressive prosecution. I don't mean assertive, but I mean aggressive prosecution um, that may, uh, we know in one case against the former Virginia uh, governor where his reading of the law was overturned by nine Supreme Court judges, which Mm. is 
you know, in this day and age, yes. is almost unheard of. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I think he'll do what it takes to get a short-term result. And I think, Steve, honestly, an analysis of these cases is that there may be short-term results for the Department of Justice on these cases. That is, they may be able to get a conviction on one or both of the cases. However, the thought that these will stand up to legal scrutiny as they move up through the appeals process, I I have to say I I don't see it. Of course, I haven't heard the evidence. I haven't looked at the cases. But I think that there has been such a breach of attorney-client privilege, which needs to be considered. You know, we have venue issues, uh, on and on and on. However, the short-term win really is all the Department of Justice needs to affect the 2024 election. So that, I mean, the conviction, even if it's on appeal, still right. remains on the books as a conviction. Yeah, so to, so, so to uh, former President Trump's point, when he keeps talking about it's, it's election interference basically in advance, uh, whereas we're used to uh, the former president using a lot of hyperbole, it doesn't sound like he's off on this one, that this is exactly what they're going. And I, I wrote down you saying this is a short-term win for the DOJ because that, I think that's all they care about. They don't care if it ultimately gets thrown out, thrown out if it gets all the way up to the Supreme Court. As long as they can do enough damage to accomplish whatever it is their goal is between now and November of next year, that's all that matters, it seems. That's correct. I think the other I, – I, that is the way that I read this um, – as again an outsider, but I knowing a little bit about the way that things work and having worked for the Trump administration, yes, uh, even you know Attorney General Barr, who's made his feeling, his beliefs and feelings about this case very clear, yeah. uh, particularly over the last week. He even said a conviction has an effect on the 2024 election. So do acquittals. I mean, either way these cases go, there is an effect on the 2024 election. Um, So how can it not if President Trump ends up being the nominee, which sitting here today, it appears as if he will be. Right. What, what, which one of these cases, we're talking to Katie Sullivan, former acting assistant attorney general under the Trump administration, which one of these cases should the former president be most worried about just from a legal perspective? D.C. sticks out to me just because of the jury uh, pool there. But, but, but is one of these particularly strong in terms of just legality? I'm going to say no on that. I, I guess if you were going to tip one slightly in favor of the other, I, I, I'm just going to say no. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I, I think when you look at the politics of it, the D.C. case is obviously the one where it's like a slam dunk. I, what you have for a jury pool are, you know, 95%. Of, and remember, this is during a Trump administration. So many people who worked for the Trump administration were registered to vote in D.C., lived in D.C., and it was still 95 percent against President Trump. That's one. Two. The other thing, and a huge concern of mine, is the number of uh, federal career government workers who live in Washington, D.C., who are regularly on these juries. And so they worked for him on some level, right? So... I mean, the question becomes, 
are can they be fair and impartial when they actually work through the Trump administration? I don't know. Is that enough to get them kicked off? Is that enough to change venue? I really I don't know the answers to that, and we won't know until they start to pull a jury. So the judge is not likely to grant a change of venue, and to be fair, no judge would typically grant a change of venue prior to getting a jury pool in and then finding out from the jury whether or not they can, in fact, be impartial or not. Yeah, and of course, when you consider the judge up there in D.C., uh, it doesn't look like there's going to be any legitimate concerns that are going to be considered by her. Uh, Just look at her record with the January 6th folks. Do you think at some point, Katie, that the Supreme Court will end up having to deal with this at one level or another? Because Trump's going to appeal like crazy. There's no there's no doubt about that. He's going to appeal every time it goes against him. So should we and that's going to get interesting because, of course, the left's going to say, well, of course, they ruled a certain way because he put three of them on the bench. Well, I will to say it's only going to go to the Supreme Court if President Trump doesn't win the, the election in 2024. Right. So as an optimist, I would like to believe that this country has faced enough um, that you know, the children and families and just the complete, you know, moral and uh, justice problems in this country. I, I just hope that the American people are smart enough to elect, you know, a, a conservative president and he's pardoned. And then, no, we wouldn't have to go to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's hope that's the case. <laughs> Are you surprised at all, Katie, with with your years of experience uh, as an attorney and as a judge and and the time that you had in the Department of Justice? Are you surprised that this has happened at all, or was this imminently predictable? Profoundly disappointed. Mm. Um, Not surprised at all. The timing of it, everything is just so political, right on mark for the way that I Democrats uh, behave. They have such a good long game, Steve, you know, and um, so so disappointed because, you know, my father was a judge. My grandfather was a judge. My grandmother was a lawyer. I I grew up in a family that just and I so deeply respect the rule of law in this country that this whole thing is, you know, hits me at my core Um, and so, I, yeah, disappointed is the word that I would yeah. use, but no, yeah. not surprised. Yeah, I have a good friend of mine, Steve Dace on The Blaze, has taken in the last couple of years to saying, hey, if you think you live in a country ruled by the rule of law, you need to wake up. You now live in a country ruled by political will. And to your point, the Democrats are excellent with that and unrelenting, and they'll go as far as they have to go. And that's, uh, that's troublesome. And that would be the undoing of this nation, ultimately. Katie, great having you on. We'll have you back on again. I really appreciate your time and your expertise. Thanks so much. Thanks, Steve. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll talk again. That was uh, Katie Sullivan, former acting assistant attorney general uh, under the Trump administration and also a former state trial court judge. Purely political. The legal merits almost don't exist. The rule of law on the chopping block means America's on the chopping block. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward.